0: Welcome to Magic with Gadgets, brought to you by RecipeThis.com. I am Samantha, your host, and love to chat about the magic of kitchen gadgets for easy, delicious, and cheap everyday cooking. Did you know that we have a free air fryer mini course? It runs for 5 days, is delivered by email, covers 5 important air fryer beginner topics and includes a free PDF and free recipes. Simply head over to com and search mini course for full details. Hey, it's Samantha here with episode 1 of series 3. Of Magic with Gadgets. This episode is all about the air fryer temperatures, or as I like to call it, the air fryer temperature guide. I will be discussing with you today five air fryer temperatures that you must learn first. Did you know when you get an air fryer, the times and temps are totally different compared to ovens, deep fat fryers, microwaves, etc.? To master air frying, you need to learn the air fry temperatures and get your head around them. So today on the podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you the important air fry temperatures to make air frying easier for you. You grasp these and you will find air frying so much easier. You'll stop burning your food or undercooking your food and then it will open the doors to so many more air fry recipes. Okay, so the first temperature to learn is is 55 Celsius, which converts to about 130 Fahrenheit. This is the temperature that will not be on every air fryer. And is generally on air fryers that have a dehydrate function. And... Mainly this applies to air fry ovens Though our updated Ninja Foodie Has a dehydrate button on it So just take a look at your air fryer And see if this applies And this is the perfect temperature If you want to make Apple chips Banana chips Dehydrate watermelon Yes that is really a thing I got loads and loads of trolling When I first shared how to dehydrate watermelon In the air fryer Because it's like, but I want watermelon because it refreshes me. Which, yes, that's very true. I do too. I lived in the Algarve in Portugal for 13 years and we ate a watermelon every week just to cool us down and to help us deal with the heat. But you've also got that time when watermelon is out of season and we all love watermelon, right? So by dehydrating watermelon, it turns it into like, can I call it candy? Because honestly, it gets rid of the water. So all you're left with is the sweetness. And it's absolutely amazing. And one of my favourite foods out of everything I've dehydrated so far. So if you do want to dehydrate, note 55 degrees Celsius. But this temperature is also fantastic for defrosting. If you've got something that's rock hard and you just don't want to cook it in that way from frozen in the air fryer, then you can use this temperature. But shall I tell you what else it's good for? It's also good for proving bread. Let's say you're making some bread to cook in the air fryer and you normally have to go through the process of leave it in the bowl and allow it to rise then then knead it again and then put it in the bowl again we all know the pro- how long the process can be on kneading bread and proving it but you put it at that temperature for five minutes in the air fryer and it will do that job for you it's a fantastic air fryer hack and absolutely amazing and that's probably what we've actually used that temperature for the most over the years. Because we've only actually been using the Dehydrate for about a year or so. But actual Proving Bread has been probably something we've done for six years, if not longer. And it works a dream. And then the second temperature to take note of is 120 Celsius, which is approximately 250 Fahrenheit. Now, this is the ideal temperature for boiling eggs in the air fryer. Let's say you want to do air fry hard boiled eggs. Then you would load them into the air fry basket. No water involved. And you would cook them for 16 minutes at this temperature. And you would end up with perfectly cooked hard boiled eggs. Then they peel incredibly well. I would say, because they're cooked for so long at such a low temperature, they actually turn out better than Instant Pot hard-boiled eggs. And then, if soft-boiled eggs is your thing, you know, I'm talking those, like, many people call them dippy eggs. I just call them soft-boiled. And you want them, and you want to dip some toast in them, then you can use the exact same temperature, but just do 10 minutes. And then put them in your favourite... Um, Egg container. I mean, the kids have their own. Um, I'm just trying to think what they've got now. It's kind of like uh, the Grand Duke of York, and theirs is lovely. The mine and Dominic's are a bit more grown up than that. And I always remember as a kid having one that looked like um, Baba Black Sheep," and that was my favourite as a kid. So those are the those are the low temperatures that you're only really going to use if you do eggs, if you're dehydrating, you're defrosting, or of course, like I've just mentioned, if you're using it to prove bread. Now, the next temperature is what I also refer to as a low cook or a low temperature. And this is 160 Celsius and that's 320 Fahrenheit. And what that basically means is that this is the temperature um, that you'll use to get food cooked in the middle, as I would say. Think about the way your mum used to do roast potatoes. I'm talking before air fryers. I'm sure your mum was like my mum and would parboil the potatoes first, then toss them in the butter and then bake them in the oven because it would really speed up the process of doing the roast potatoes. I mean, I don't know anyone that didn't do it that way until I met Dominic who always put them straight in the oven. but I think the cook time goes in half doesn't it or something like that when you parboil first. Well anyway, 160 Celsius is your parboil as in you need to cook you need to give things a pre-cook before you actually properly cook them. So, if I'm doing roast potatoes, for example, in the air fryer, I would cook them first at 160 to get them going, and then I would increase the temperature later to say 200 Celsius, 400 Fahrenheit to crisp them up. But it's a brilliant starting temperature is 160, and it's also what I use when I'm doing when I'm doing French fries in the air fryer. I'll do 160 first. Check on them. If they're almost done, then turn up the heat and add a little bit extra oil. And just kind of think of them like that. So if you're doing roasted carrots, roasted beets, any of those kind of foods, they can always have a pre-start at 160. And as well as this, 160 is also fantastic if you're reheating food as well. So let's say... Um, you cooked meatloaf the night before. It's already cooked. You're using the air fryer to reheat it. You're not using the air fryer to actually cook it. So, you do not want the air fryer to cook it again. You just want it warm through. And that's when the 160 Celsius is absolutely perfect for this. And then that's your third temperature. Like I said, there's five. So number four is 180 Celsius, which is 360 Fahrenheit. This is probably your average. It's what you use the most in air fryers. You'll notice that air fryers um, will have a preset to this. When I turn on my Kusori, it automatically sets the temperature to 180 Celsius for 15 minutes. And I also consider this to be medium. But, you know, it's great for the average food, but of course you want to go lower and higher for other things. So if in doubt, think of this as a medium and you will use this a lot. And then fifth on the list and the final one is 200 Celsius, which is 400 Fahrenheit. Like I mentioned about the roast potatoes and the fries, this is your crisp stuff up. You know, um, think of those times when you're doing something in the air fryer and you want it crispy, like potato wedges. You'll cook them lower. You'll s- spray them with lots of extra virgin olive oil. Well, I say loads, but even when you've been spraying for a bit, you've probably only generated a teaspoon worth for feeding three or four people. So it's loads in the idea of an air fryer, but not loads in general. And you can also use this temperature if let's say you're doing frozen mozzarella sticks, you've done them for a bit at 180, you want them crispy. You add a bit of spray, 200, a couple of minutes and they're done. Or another way to think of it is high. It's your high temperature of the air fryer. Very few go above this temperature. And it's just, like I said, it's just perfect for finishing the food off. You want an air fryer to make your food crispy and this is just ideal for this. I guarantee that most of the time you will go between the 160C and the 200C. So that's 160, 320 Fahrenheit, that's your low. 180, which is 360 Fahrenheit, that's your medium. 200 celsius 400 fahrenheit actually high think of them like that in a way when i was growing up you always had gas marks for your cookers similar way and those lower temperatures if you're doing dehydrating and eggs and things then it's perfect for you and then there's the odd recipe where you might go in between some of these temperatures but not many If I was to go through RecipeThis.com and go through our air fry category... ...I could pretty much guarantee that out of 500 air fry recipes we've got... ...that at least 92% of them would be exclusive to these five temperatures. So you learn these five temperatures and seriously, it'll make such a difference to your air fry knowledge. But before you head over to your air fry to cook something yummy... Also, note most air fryers have a 500 Celsius to 200 Celsius range, but Tefl, the Actifry, I know I should get one to show our readers that have it how to use it, but uh, it's the air fryer from hell, I must admit, Um, because one of theirs only does 180 Celsius. Uh, I'm not sure which model it is one of our readers will probably be able to um, tell you which one it is but basically they've got one that literally does 180 all the time so that means you can't crisp food up you can't reheat you can't do eggs you can't dehydrate you can't defrost you can't prove bread and it just limits on what you can do so just if you haven't bought an air fryer yet, take note of what temperatures they offer because that's a good starting point in deciding as you don't want one that limits you so much. And just like a fan-assisted oven versus a regular oven, air fryer temperatures can vary just like ovens do. For example, I took a look in our kitchen and I checked the temperatures on them. And I was amazed to see that the Ninja Foodie, for example, goes from 40 Celsius all the way up to 210 Celsius. And that's the biggest scope I've ever seen for an air fryer. My Tower air fryer oven does 60 Celsius to 200 Celsius. And the same for my Philips air fryer. That means that the Tower, even though it promotes itself as a dehydrator as well, doesn't do... a 55 Celsius for it. So, right now I only have the Ninja Foodie using the air fry function that can actually do this. And that's really, really interesting, I think. So, I recommend you head over to your air fryer now and see which temperatures it does, and then play about with these main temperatures. And if you want a recipe that you can do now, it's really easy that's on one of these temperatures well i recommend you do air fry a whole chicken because it's 180 celsius the whole way through 25 minutes breast side down first flip it over another 20 minutes add oil to the skin and seasoning and you're good to go